Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, December 5th. As always, you're presented by D's Home Cuts. I am your host, Travis Karczewski. Johnny Glad. Glad to be on. Tyrone Karczewski. How's it going, guys? All three of us back in the studio ready to give you a nice, long episode, catch you, out, catch you up on everything going on in the sports world right now and some of the stuff we didn't talk about last show. So we're going to get into it. Uh, we got a little football, a little college football, a little baseball, a little basketball. Where do we want to start? Let's get let's get the other stuff out of the way, and we'll get to the NFL this weekend. All right, let's talk a little baseball. Then we had Cole Hamels got signed today. It was a one-year, eight million. Where was it here? And pull it up real quick, just so I have it in front of me. Uh, Cole Hamels signed a one-year, eighteen million dollar contract with the Braves. Like I said, he was the World Series MVP. He finished up with the Cubs last year. Pretty inconsistent last year at a 3.81 ERA. But overall, Cole Hamels has been a very solid pitcher in his career. And I think this is a good signing by the Braves. Yeah, this is a, you know, it's a good depth signing. Um, he's not going to be their ace. Uh, but Cole Hamels is at that point where he's not an ace anymore. Uh, so this is good for them. He's still a quality pitcher. Uh, he's one of the guys, if they get to the postseason, you know, they can be confident in giving him a game without, you know, and not having to use their, their guns and their front of the rotation. Uh, he's a veteran. He's been there before. He's done that. It's a really good signing for the Braves. I would like to see the Brewers make this move. Uh, but great depth signing if you're a Braves fan. Yeah, I think he fits well in the rotation. Like you said, he doesn't need to be like a, their ace or anything. So I think it will, like you said, be a great depth signing as well. Or what about Zach Wheeler? Zach Wheeler signed a five-year, hundred-plus million-dollar contract with the Phillies. Uh, he's only 29 years old. He went 11 and 8 last year with a 3.96 ERA across 31 starts. So the ERA is not great, but overall, I mean, he had 31 starts. The guy just consistently goes out there and throws, you know, all season long. Barely gets hurt. He's been an absolute workhorse last couple seasons after missing the entire 2015 and 2016 season. So he's one of these guys, I mean, people want wanted Zach Wheeler at the deadline this year. He's a high-valued free agent. Now he comes out here, doesn't have the best stats, but just the way he pitches and just the consistency he brings is a solid piece, especially for the Phillies, who have a good, solid lineup, good, young, solid lineup, and now you add another pitcher into that mix like Zach Wheeler. I think it's a great signing for them. Yeah, the Phillies always seem, um, you know, kind of like they're that pitcher away. Uh, you know, Wheeler's a good pitcher. Um, you know, not one of those guys that you, you know, think of when you think of the guns in the MLB, but he's consistent. Um, you know, like you said, he's kind of been behind all these great, great names that we talk about all the time. Uh, so he falls, you know, you know, a little bit behind uh, as far as media and fans go. Uh, but I think he's a good Good quality pitcher, um, and it's good for the Phillies to finally get that. And I think they're finally gonna, you know, have someone that they can go to if they get to a postseason or a wild card game or something like that. I think this is a great signing for the Phillies. Expensive, but worth it. You have to pay if you want pitchers. You have to pay if you want anybody right now in the MLB. Uh, so this was a need, and they filled it. What do you think, John Zach Wheeler? Like you said, consistency. That's one thing you look in a pitcher, and if he. Since he has it, I mean, it's a good signing. I'm not really familiar with the Phillies rotation. I mean, they, through, Jake so Arrieta, sure. Aaron Nola. That's like all I know. Uh, so I guess he's going to be third guy. Who am I missing? Long last name. I know there's in there. But. Uh, let me pull it So he fits in the third or fourth spot, you'd say. So a consistent pitcher there, you know, that helps in the playoffs if they were going to make a run. Yeah. I think it's a good sign for him. I mean, it's nothing that's going to. 
Where am I at here? Their team around to put them over the edge or anything, but it's a consistent. I don't pitchers. know who it was. I don't know. Yeah, like you said, good, consistent pitcher. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can find this. Uh, maybe I will a little bit later. Uh, then we're going to another rumor. We talked about Josh Hader. Now we got Francisco Lindor. Uh, the rumor is the Indians are looking to trade him just because, not because he's a bad player, because that's pretty much the exact opposite, because of the fact that he's going to cost a ton of money. I think you got another year out of him, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, I would assume it's just this year. So they're going to trade him. And the rumor is they're going to be talking at the winter meetings, and then if it doesn't get done there, possibly at the deadline over the summer. Me, being an Indians fan, obviously my love for Francisco Lindor is deep and endless, but I I, no, I, I came from a place a couple weeks ago where I was like, yeah, I, I sort of understand what's going on here. You know, just don't have the money to sign him. Now the more I think about it, though, the more that I've gone over it, it makes no sense why the Indians wouldn't just show up to Francisco Lindor's house with a blank check and say, write out your contract right now. Francisco Lindor, you saw last year, he was out the first month, and the Indians' offense was just sluggish, slow, and we had Eric Stements playing shortstop for us. Once Lindor came back, the team just, there was a new spark to him. Just the way he comes to the field, his energy, his consistency, his defense, he's a once-in-a-generational type of player. He is, has a chance to be within the next couple of years here, be the face of MLB and absolutely dominant and he loves Cleveland he loves playing here he's just been an absolute stopgap at shortstop for them to trade him would be just another name in the long line of stupid trades and moves the Indians have done over the years with like Cliff Lee Victor Martinez Michael Brantley last year the team just simply doesn't like to pay their superstar fan favorites but for me this is completely different Francisco Lindor is somebody you pay he is somebody who's going to you build your franchise around no matter how bad it gets. And I'm willing to do anything I can to keep him onto this team. Yeah, I think with Francisco Lindor and a lot of superstars is they're not just great players, but they're really valuable to their city. Uh, Christian Yelich is becoming that way in Milwaukee. I mean, he's just becoming, you know, you know second to none. He doesn't pay for a meal in Milwaukee. Um, you know, Francisco Lindor is like that way in Cleveland. Bryce Harper was that way in Washington, and I think that's what's the most valuable thing about these superstars is, yeah, they're great players, yeah, they're going to hit 300 in the lineup and compete for MVPs and help your team, but the fans take to them, they're great in the city, um, and it would be an absolute heartbreak like it would be for me if Christian Yelich ever left for Francisco Lindor to leave Cleveland, and it would make a lot of fans irate. Uh, so I think that's one thing that Cleveland has to look at because, you know, the Nationals obviously did a great job in um, you know, I give them credit because they absolutely won the World Series. But when Bryce Harper left, people were angry and people were pissed that they just lost their fan favorite, the guy who does so much for the city and stuff like that. Cleveland, if Francisco Lindor leaves, it's going to be the same way. People are going to be pissed and people are not going to accept that. And Cleveland could possibly, you know, that could be a sign of going into rebuild. And that means fans are going to be pissed and it's just not going to bode well for the Cleveland Indians. I think, like Travis said, these guys that are so valuable to their city, they deserve blank checks, and you know, teams can somehow, under whatever cap baseball is on, can somehow pay this. And I would say the same thing for Francisco Lindor, as I'd say for Bryce Harper, for Christian Yelich, uh, they deserve everything. I see it as, okay, he's fan favorite, 
He draws people to the park. He draws not even, you know, just Clevelanders. People come from out of town to watch a talent like Francisco Lindor, especially dire baseball fans. And Cleveland is already the Indians. I, you know, they they struggle to fill the ballpark every year. It's most teams do. You know, baseball's, you know, popularity's not there right now. But Francisco Lindor is the type of player that draws people to the park. And if you trade him, if you get rid of him, you're going to piss a lot of people off, like me, and people are just gonna not going to show up. They're not. There's no reason to go watch the Indians play. Yeah, the pitching staff's great and all that, but Lindor is somebody that non-baseball fans could draw to and look at. Just the way he plays, he's smiling, he's energetic, he's funny, he loves the fans, he loves Cleveland. Trading him would be a monumental, franchise-altering move that we will be talking about for the next couple of decades in my mind that's something that i'll be talking to the kids the day the indians gave up is the day that they traded away francisco lindor i i agree i was just gonna say too like i've been to a lot of indians games being from near cleveland and you can just see on the field like what a difference he makes yeah i'm not an indians fan but like he's fun to watch watch him and it's just insane so it's like they at all costs they need to keep him it was kind of like mccutcheon with pittsburgh Mm -hmm. i mean everyone has like every team has a yeah, one guy, one it was like that with Carlos Gomez in Milwaukee. Um, once they traded them, the Brewers entered rebuild, and people were pissed. Yeah, Cutchin situation a little different because he was getting older. Injuries, yeah, but that's the they, thing. Some guys make a difference energy wise. They can change games, make plays. He's, He's just yeah. If they did that, I I don't know what I, I'd never forgive the Cleveland Indians franchise. He has no off field issues either. There's like nothing wrong with him. No, it's basically just I don't want to pay him. Which I get it, like salary cap, that's like all that crap. But at the end of the day, I'm wi- I'm willing to give up a a lot to keep him. I'm willing to give up signing a couple free agents for a couple years. I'm willing to give up some of our starting pitchers if that somehow factors into it. Or losing guys like that, I'm willing to give that stuff up to keep Francisco Lindor onto the field. That's just how I view it. Let's move on to ba- ba- basketball. Let's do a little NBA talk. Let's go through the standings here. We'll start in the West. Uh, like we always do, we'll start with you know the first seed. Just go through a quick rundown, one through eight, just so everybody knows where everybody's at right now. Kind of sees where everybody's stacking up. Uh, we haven't done this in a couple weeks, so this is a good idea. Get a good refresher here. So starting in the West, the Lakers, Johnny's Lakers, number one seed, 18-3 and three right now. Uh, they lost a couple nights ago, I believe, but they had a good game last night, uh, and they were able to get the win. 18-3, and three. John, where are we at with the Lakers? Well, I mean, I'm not a Lakers fan, so I don't know you're pulling that one out. Is he like? Uh, John's a fan of every NBA team. Okay, so I said they would win the West. Let's go to your Clippers then, because you're a fan of the Clippers too. Uh, 16 and six at the second seed right now. Denver Nuggets at the third seed. Um, Dallas Mavericks at the fourth seed right now. Shout out Levi Jones, big Luka Doncic fan. Uh, he's absolutely blowing it up right now with the Dallas Mavericks. Rockets at five, Utah Jazz at six, Timberwolves at seven, Suns at eight. And then you have the Kings, Thunder, and Blazers all on the outside looking in within one to two games. Going to the West now, the or the East. Bucks are sitting on top at 18 and three right now. They have won 12 straight. You don't give me a chance to talk. What do you want to talk? The Bucks are the best team in the league. How so? Hands down. Right now, the they've same won record, 12 straight. Same record as uh, the Lakers. They've averaged in it. I, I, let me take my moment here because somehow I just never get a chance to talk about the Bucks. You just because you're annoying about it. Giannis is just headed back to back MVPs. He's an absolute machine right now. They're winning games. They beat the Knicks. I know it's the Knicks. They beat them by 44 uh, the other night. 
Uh, they're beating teams by probably an average of at least 15 to 20 points. Uh, they're dominating teams. And people who before the season criticized Giannis's jump shot, well, you have to respect that now too. Uh, you have to respect his three ball too. He had a fadeaway um, three the other night. Uh, so just watch out for the Bucks. I mean, they're just the most complete team in the league right now. Up and down. The bench is scoring. Dante DiVincenzo is insane off the bench. Wesley Matthews has been a huge piece. Uh, Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez. Robin Lopez has been playing very good as well. And the Bucks are 18 and 3, 12 straight, and nobody in this league right now can stop the Bucks. At number two, we have the Miami Heat, 15 and 5. Raptors are three, also 15 and 5 right now. Heat have won three straight. Rap, uh, no, number four after the Raptors is the Celtics. Then we have the 76ers who Jesus. have. Everybody told me the 76ers were going to beat the Bucks this year. Giants are 70, your 76ers fan too. Not a fan. This is my prediction. They've won four straight. Good lordy. They've won four straight. I was, I was told that's a thing, but apparently not. Celtics also doing all of this without Kyrie. And then you have number six, the Pacers. They're doing all of this without their best player in Oladipo. Then seven, you got the Nets. Wait, who did you see said without Kyrie? The Celtics. I said, yeah, screw that. But Nets are number I seven. I guess you see without Kyrie all year. Yeah. So I guess I was right then. Yeah, okay. Nets without Kyrie. They're 10 and 10 right now. Magic have the eighth seed right now. They're 9 and 11. And then Pistons. Uh. And Hornets looking on with nine in the ten seed right now. So that's just a good way. I think I like doing that every now and then because I feel like people sort of forget the standings. They don't check in on all that stuff. And I think it's a good way just to sort of refresh uh, people and let everybody know where everybody's stacking up right now because it's so many NBA games, so many scores every single night that people sort of forget where teams are at. So I think it's a good way to. Flush it out. Make sure everybody knows where their team's standing right now. And if we didn't read your team off, that's because they are you know, on the outside looking in pretty far right now. Uh, so that's it for basketball. Let's talk a little college football right now. We have uh, Alabama lost on Sunday. Alabama lost. Duke lost. Uh, Patriots lost. And uh, there's one more team that everybody hates. I forget. But those three. Golden State probably lost. I like Golden State. Just keep going. You picked I, I picked finals. them in the NBA Finals. The right uh, but yeah, those three teams lost over the weekend, so everybody, America wins. Oh, and Cowboys lost too. Uh, so America wins, and and the Vikings uh, lost. And the Vikings lost. So that's Browns. another good thing. And the Browns lost too. So I mean, it was just a good weekend overall. But anyways, going back to college football here, Alabama is officially out of the college playoffs. They and dropped Michigan. Oh, and Michigan. Michigan. Michigan's been out since they started the season. Um, but Al- losses, yeah, but Alabama's is out first time in college football playoff history. Alabama will not be in this year. They dropped to 12. Right now, it's Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and Georgia, right, at the all of the number four, at the through one through four seed right now. Then you have LSU and Georgia playing in the SEC championship. So presumably, if LSU beats Georgia, looks like Georgia will get knocked out, and chances are Utah will move up to that fourth if spot. If they beat Oregon. If they beat Oregon. If Oklahoma beats Baylor, that's when it gets real tricky because do you throw Oklahoma It gets real in? tricky. Well, I guess it doesn't. Is there, Georgia beats LSU this playoffs are set. I have a question. Is yes. there any four team you think can make noise in the playoffs? No. The serious chance. I mean, because it's not Georgia. Really I think Georgia's the only. Georgia's the only one. You can't say they're like. There's Georgia's a, the only one. Coward said just give Ohio State a bye in the championship and just let LSU and uh, Clemson play to play Ohio State. George is the only one. I mean, Oklahoma's got firepower, but they're just they're Oklahoma. 
Um, I, I, I kind of like. I know people like. I don't think Utah deserves it, but I kind of would like to see them in there. It'd be a different. They deserve team. no. They if they beat Oregon, they deserve it, and nobody can tell me different. And they haven't beat, beat anybody all year. Yeah, but if they keep a, that out of the playoffs, then something really needs to change because then people are gonna be like, "What the hell?" If is they beat Oregon, yeah. They, well, if they beat Oregon, but Georgia beats LSU, then they don't deserve to get in. No. But other way around, if LSU beats Georgia, which I think they will, then. A spot opens up, and Utah's got you know the the path right now. They have their own destiny. But right now, I think the three teams are set though. I think it's gonna be LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. It's just that four seed up for grabs right now, and I think Utah's got the best shot if they beat Oregon. If they don't beat Oregon, we get thrown to a little bit of a mess. That fourth seed opens up. I mean, Oklahoma be probably the favorite to get that spot. I mean, if Georgia plays it close. If Georgia loses, you can make a case for Georgia again. Why should Baylor be just thrown away for one loss against Oklahoma? If they beat Oklahoma. If they beat Oklahoma? Yeah. And then their then, only loss would be to Oklahoma. Which they, they beat. beat. I don't know. And then, I mean, I know I know uh, Wisconsin's not going to make the playoffs, but I do... I do want to talk about that game a little bit. Yeah, so we got this weekend. We have Big Ten Championship, Ohio State versus Wisconsin. We're going for round two here. Uh, obviously, Ohio State would like to win the Big Ten Championship. You know, keep it rolling right now. Uh, Ryan Day has not lost a game yet in his Ohio State career. Knock on wood there. Um, but we are going to be playing this game. It looks like Ohio State, no matter what happens in this game, will be getting the uh, playoff seed. Probably won't be number one if they lose. Uh, and then on the other hand, Wisconsin, no matter what, is probably going to be getting the Rose Bowl if that's how it shakes out. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's going to just depend on kind of like the score. If Wisconsin wins, all hell breaks loose and Wisconsin wins. Ohio, I told Travis, Ohio State's getting in either way. Um, if Wisconsin somehow won big, then it gets really tricky because I don't think Wisconsin's completely thrown out of the question if they win by three-plus touchdowns. Three plus touchdowns against the number one team in the country. Completely thrown out of the question of what? The playoffs. No, they're not. If okay, if Utah loses and LSU does their work and Oklahoma and Baylor battle it out, Wisconsin's not thrown out of the question. It's if there's a one loss team though in the top ten on the outside and they're gonna get priority over Wisconsin. Wisconsin has the ugliest loss in college football this season. I know they do, and it just pains me to think about that Illinois loss. But I don't think – now, the, the, out of the question really is Wisconsin not going to probably dominate Ohio State. I think Wisconsin could win the game, but it, if Wisconsin wins, it's going to be a really, really close game. I think Travis would agree with me. If Ohio State wins, they could win by a blowout. They could win a close game. If Wisconsin somehow won, it would be a close game. Um, and on the other side of the table here, if Penn State doesn't lose to Minnesota, they're right there too. Yep. It's a real, Penn State, it's a real yeah. shame. Penn State would be probably – not guaranteed. A favorite because it wouldn't be in the Big Ten championship. They'd just be sitting at home and getting ready and to that's, go. That's just and a, they lost. Like they didn't get killed by Ohio State either. Ohio State either. So like wasn't. Nah, it was like three touchdowns. No. What was, was the split? Eleven point game. Okay, I mean, I would think that's that's not a double digit out. loss at home. Oh, I just think um, obviously the Illinois. You went from three touchdowns to eleven points. The Illinois loss kills Wisconsin. And that's like the biggest thing right now. Um, but then, yeah, it's all going to get hashed out over this weekend. I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to have a lot clearer picture. We can probably debate this a little bit easier once um, 
this weekend plays out. This weekend plays out. So we will have to see how that rolls. So let's move on now. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything we have with all the other stuff. So let's move on now to NFL talk. But before that, had to remind you guys about our guy Dom at D's Home Cuts. D's Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. These Home Cuts will only give you a haircut for $10. That's right, $10. Cheapest haircut around. And it will be the absolute best cut around. Trust me, you do not have to worry about these home cuts. Go to these home cuts, get a fresh haircut, and make sure you're looking great for this holiday season. We just got our cut at these home cuts, and it looks great. We've got the new sticker, too, on the laptop, which makes your laptop really stand out uh, around campus, at your work, wherever you're at. Put it on your phone case. Put it anywhere. Anything you can do to spread the brand. These home cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So let's get into NFL. Let's start with Ron Rivera. Was fired uh, yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday night. He was fired yesterday by the Carolina Panthers. A little bit of a shock. I don't. I think people realized he was on the hot seat. I think people saw it coming. Uh, but if you were to say a head coach was going to be fired this week, I think Ron Rivera would have been you know a little bit towards the bottom of your list. I mean, I think people would expect Quinn, Shermer, you know, all these guys to be fired before Rivera was. And they handled it, the Panthers organization, i got to give them credit, they handled it in a perfect way. It's probably mostly due to how Riviera is. But at the end of the day, this ownership, this new ownership, you know, they fired him. They, I guess they told him straight up, man to man, and they told him they want him to get fired now. So he has a month to get a head start on looking into new jobs. Because he already said today, they gave him a press conference, which usually coaches on their way out don't get a big press conference like that, a big thank you tour. And he said, like, listen, I'm viewing this four weeks as four weeks off. And then, you know, right into it after the, play- after the playoffs begin, regular season ends, he's going to be looking for jobs. And then they did a sit-down interview with their owner. He kind of answered all their questions as to why they did it. And they just handled this in a very classy way. I think they set a blueprint for how coaches should be fired now in the future, um, especially coaches. Riviera deserves a lot of credit for what he did with Carolina, with what he had. I think a lot of the blame this season shouldn't be put all on him, but it was time for a change. You know, Obviously, Cam Newton's injury hurt them a lot, and I don't think he should be somebody who, you know, takes the blame for all the losses here. I think he did the best with what he had. But looking now at Riviera, where do you think the ideal spot is for him? Johnny. Um, we were talking about this yesterday. He's a defense. We were saying he's a defensive, defensive guy. coach. If he's a defensive coach, you got to take the Falcons out of it. Because in yeah. my mind, the Falcons have had three Cowboys straight. Cowboys are out of it too. Cowboys, I think, I are know, in it. That's good fit. Defensive discipline coach. He right. is, but he also can run an offense pretty well. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna hype. My thing with Riviera is he's a great defensive mind. He's a really good leader, great player coach. But I haven't always been too high on the offensive coaches that he's brought in. He's stuck around North Turner's corpse for a while in Carolina, um, and then stuck with North Turner's son. Um, I think that I don't know what the beginning of his his coaching who they had. I forget. Uh, but that'd be my only thing is if I'm a GM, I'd say you got to bring in, you can bring in your guys, but you got to bring in a young mind and someone who is just, you know, with the innovative part of football now. Uh, but I think, um, I think New York would be a great fit. The Giants, uh, that's an undisciplined talent team, talented team. Um, I think the Giants would be a great fit. And then if Cleveland comes open, that's the best fit in my mind. I see Cleveland 
I think Cleveland is probably. I think he's going to have his choice of wherever he wants to go. I think every single team is going to offer him. I think the Falcons would make sense for them to do it, but they're just not because of the three straight defensive coaches. They need a change there. You go, you look at where he's coming from though. He's coming from uh, a pretty shaky ownership group. I think he's going to want a place with a pretty solid, quiet owner like the Mara family in New York. Not Jerry Jones. Not. Uh, Haslam over there. He's not going to go to the Redskins also because of Snyder. And then you look, he had Cam Newton. Cam Newton, I'm sure he had a lot of, I think we're going to see, it's going to come out. He had, probably had a lot of problems dealing with Cam and keeping him under wraps. And, you know, he's a big time celebrity quarterback. And Coward said today, I'm pretty sure he's not going to want to go from a celebrity quarterback to another one like Baker Mayfield. Somebody who's just, just has a lot of stuff he's got to deal with. You go to Daniel Jones, who is probably the most quiet, boring quarterback in the NFL. And they have a couple pieces on offense that I think he can develop. And that defense is, he's going to have Chase Young. If he yeah, he needs, he needs to work on it, but he can. New York just seems like a right fit. Don't throw out Washington just because of Snyder. I know Snyder's terrible. I know people have said they don't like working for Washington and stuff like that. Don't throw them out because Washington's had a history of just like, breaking the bank for coaches and stuff like that. And if Snyder looks at Riviera and says, this is the guy, I need him, and goes all in, I could see Riviera in Washington. Uh, don't throw that out just because you think Riviera suck, or Snyder sucks. Uh, but New York makes the most sense to me right now. New York makes the most... I think if I'm Riviera, that's the place I want to be. I want to end up there just because of the way... If Snyder, if, if Snyder somehow said... You know, we really love you, Ron Rivera. He can stay in blue too. You know. Yeah. yeah. If we really, we really love you, Ron Rivera, and I know I have a bad rap, but I will give you control. I don't think Rivera's like that though. I, don't, I think he's he's but smart then, I'm enough. I'm not saying that. He I think he's control, smart, but control needs to be taken out of Snyder's hands. I think, in which you won't give up. That's the and problem. I think the kind of stigma that the Redskins have, I think Riviera is not somebody who's just going to get wooed by money and control. I think he's smart enough, you know, the way he works, that he's going to take his time, he's going to do his research, and he's going to realize, look, I came from, I mean, the Panthers, their owner was basically fired because of allegations and stuff like that. He dealt with a bunch of crap like that. And also, Dave Gettleman was his GM you know, during those years with the Panthers. And now Dave Gettleman is the GM with the Giants, and they won three straight division titles with him. I think that saves Dave Gettleman's job if he says, listen, I can get you Ron Riviera. I can bring him to New York. You look, you saw what we did with the Panthers. I think we would work really well together. That's my guy. I want him. That saves Gettleman's job, and I think Riviera would be eager to go back to him. I agree. I agree. I think New York's best fit, but... Just don't throw Washington out because they suck ownership-wise. Because uh, they do have a young quarterback and some nice young pieces. And someone's going to have to take that job eventually. Yeah. All right, let's move on now to the games. Let's go through each and every single game. Uh, we'll start with the Cowboys and the Bears. All right, let's go. Cowboys-Bears, sorry to take a little bit of break there to do some maintenance. Um, let's talk Cowboys-Bears tonight, Thursday Night Football. This is a game right here. I see this as a must-win for both teams. I think whoever loses this game, chances are, is not going to make the playoffs. Not true. Cowboys have a little bit more of a shot, but I think for the Bears especially, if they miss, they lose this game, it's pretty much over for them, in my mind. Uh, this is a chance for the Cowboys to prove that they can beat decent teams. Not good teams, because I don't think the Bears are a good team, but decent teams. Um, where do you stand on this game, Jerome? 
Uh, it's huge for both teams, but like you said, the Cowboys don't necessarily have to win this one because nobody's jumping in front of that division and taking control. Uh, but this could be a night that the Cowboys do that and take control and force the Eagles to win some games. Um, but for the Bears, they have to win. The Bears have to win out if they have any chance. Uh, the NFC is just way too good right now. Uh, so the Bears have to win. Cowboys don't have to win, but this would be a huge win for them. And they would get a little bit more media respect, I think, if they win a big game on Thursday night. Because uh, there's not much out there right now for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I know it's on the road. I know the Cowboys have struggled lately. Uh, but I think the offensive firepower is just a little bit too much for the Bears. I know the defense is awesome. Um, I just don't trust the Bears' offense, and I still hold hope because I think Dallas is a pretty good team. Um, so I'm going to go with the, with the Cowboys. Cowboys, John, where are you on here? Where's the game at? In Chicago. Chicago. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears. You're going with the Bears? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to ride with them. I don't really know why. Just the Cowboys kind of suck. Yeah, the, the way they played on Thanksgiving just really didn't do it for me. I see it. And I think with the coaching right now, that's only getting that whole situation is only getting worse. And I think you'll see that on Thursday. So, so you're on cow, you're on Bears, you're yeah. on Cowboys. So we're starting off with uh, division here. Uh, this game here, I see the Cowboys winning. I just don't trust Trubisky at all. I think Trubisky sucks. I think he's gotten away with it a little bit. I mean, he has better stat, stats than Tom Brady the last couple of weeks here. But still, this Trubisky sucks. And the Bears' offense sucks. And I think the Cowboys, I think they're a bad team, so I think the Cowboys will be able to beat them in this game. Let's go to Sunday's games. Let's go to Panthers, Falcons. Panthers are rocking with Penny Fuel, I think his name is, as their interim head coach. Don't know much about him. Uh, Falcons are also getting ready to fire their head coach. This is in Carolina, I mean, it's in um, Atlanta. Panthers have lost three straight. Kyle Allen has struggled a lot. So are the Falcons, they're struggling. But I think they get a win here. The Falcons get a nice, solid win here at home. Panthers have been dealing with Riviera's stuff all week. Maybe they'll get the interim head coach boost, but you know they fired him on Tuesday. If they were going to fire him, I kind of wish they would fire him on Sunday, giving Penny Jewel a little bit fuel, fuel a little bit more time to uh, prepare for this, prepare for his coaching job. So maybe they'll get the interim boost, but I don't think so. I think the, Pan the Falcons are going to win this game. I think the Panthers are going to win this game. Um... It's in Atlanta. I understand that. I don't really know why I'm picking the Panthers right now. Um, I just think there is something to the interim boost. I feel like a lot of people just win their first game with the interim and play for the interim for a little bit. Apparently, he's a liked guy around the organization and stuff like that. I'm going with Panthers. I think they want to prove to people that they weren't the reason. Uh, they weren't the whole reason that they got their coach. You know, their coach was fired. Uh, so teams tend to play with some. Uh, some fire after their coach gets fired. So I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Falcons. I just think there's been a, there's going to be a, there's been a lot going on with the Panthers this week. Regardless, it was a good like breakup, you could say. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like there's been a lot of distraction this week regardless. And it's not necessarily a bad or good thing. It's just when you get a new coach, this is how it works. And uh, I just think the Falcons, I'm falling for their trap again. You know, you just think about... What they have on all they just, it's stuff. insane. Going for the trap again and taking the Falcons. All right. We'll see what happens, though. So we're all taking the Falcons? But, yeah, again, I... No, we're not all taking the Falcons. You're taking the Panthers? I'm taking the Panthers. I'm taking the Panthers. You're for the interim boost? Yeah, I, I really am. All right. 
Let's go next game then. Bills playing the Ravens at home. Do the Ravens have, or the Bills, fix that a little bit, have a shot at dethroning the Ravens right now? Where is it? And there, how many, how many straight have the Ravens won? Like eight, nine, is it eight straight? Where Which is have? the game? In Buffalo. Uh, They've won eight straight. I'll go with the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm just going to say it. I think the Bills are a good team. I think they got a little bit of moxie last week. I liked what I was seeing. These teams are fun. You know, most people don't view the Bills as fun, but this team is actually pretty fun. They got a little bit of swagger. That defense, Ed Oliver is having one of the best, one of the best rookie seasons out of any of the defenders picked in the draft this season. Um, and, and quietly, you know, Josh Allen slowly becoming that quarterback that they want. People don't like to believe that. John Brown's a proven, I think now number one receiver, number one weapon. Uh, back feels a little shaky, but. And the Ravens, I love Lamar. I think this is going to be a really good game. I love both these teams. But I think it's going to be a potential playoff matchup here soon. And I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I think the Ravens will beat them in the playoffs. But I'm going to take the Bills here at home. Ravens. I just think I can't pick against Ravens right now. I think this is the start of a little losing streak for the Bills. So I think the oh. Ravens are going to – I mean, look, they got Ravens, Steelers, Patriots. Jets. Jets. I think they'll beat the Jets. And I really like the Bills. Well, you don't think that? Truman's we'll Jets, guys. We'll Jets fan. But it should be a really good uh, Actually, I think the Ravens are going by like two touchdowns. Really? I don't think it's going to be a good game. No. no I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah. I think it's going to be the best game of the weekend, and I think the Bills are going to win this one. All right. Good. Where are you going? Ravens. Very sad Ravens. Yeah, I don't know why you're. I just don't really. Get I don't know. I just, just have a little, little, you know, like little feeling you get every now and then. I just this think is my upset this of the week. playing behind Lamar. Everyone Ravens are favored by five and a half. I'm taking the Where's Ravens. The game I'm at? taking the Bills. Bills. It's in Buffalo. Buffalo. Uh oh. Yeah, I still think they won by two touchdowns. So. All right, let's go Bengals Browns. Uh, Baker should be playing in this game. It's in Cleveland. He said today that Mama didn't raise a wuss. Uh, class. That's your classic Browns quote of the week. Um, so with the Browns here, do they get it back on track? With a win here? Yeah, Browns will beat the Bengals. Um, not much to it, though. Not much to say about it. Crappy game in late season, as the Browns are used to playing. So, I'm going to go with the Browns, though. Yeah, I'm going with the Browns as well. Watch out for Andy Dalton, though. I'm going with Browns, too. But I think last game of the year, they played the Bengals at Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati wins that game. Bengals are going to be a little bit... I think they're going to be a little fired up. You know, they kind of got killed. They got their first win, too. Last year. But... I bet Browns. I think they'll kill them, honestly. Yeah. I want to be close. All right, let's go Redskins Packers in Green Bay. Me and Truman will actually be at this game. We're going to our one game of the year. Uh, last year we saw them lose to Josh Rosen. Uh, I don't think that change. I don't think that happens this week. I don't think we lose to an underperforming rookie quarterback right now with Dwayne Haskins. I love Dwayne Haskins, uh, but. Still, blood in the stands. You don't pick against the Packers. Taking the Packers. Obviously, I'm taking Green Bay. I don't pick against Green Bay. We'll be there. Fired up, as usual. If they lose, they're not making it out of the stadium alive because I promise you I'll be in jail for murder. Um, if Packers win this game, Matt LaFleur will have the record for most wins as a rookie head coach for Green Bay. That's huge. Um, it, like I said, if the Packers lose, I'm not getting out of the state of Wisconsin without a charge for murder. Uh, so Packers win. John? Packers? Yeah, Packers. I don't see how they could lose this game. All right, nice. Um, 
Broncos, Texans. Texans in Houston. Broncos got Drew Locke. Drew Locke won a game last week. Got a call from Peyton Manning after congratulating him. Uh, it's got a little swagger behind him. Texans are coming off a huge win right now. Uh, do you see possibly the Broncos upsetting? A little bit of a hangover from the Texans from the last win. You think this is a trap game? I, I mean, this is such a Texans game to lose. Uh, I will be the – this probably be the 15th time I said on the show I'm not a believer in the Texans until the Texans string along some wins um, and win a playoff game. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans here, but this is definitely a game to watch. Go ahead, John. I'm definitely taking the Texans as well. You're taking the it's Texans? Just, yeah, I don't see Denver beating them. They played really well on Sunday night, and I think I'll carry over to the next week. But this could be could be such a Texans thing to do. To yeah. Lose. All right, so Truman picked Texans, but he said Broncos, this could be a game the Broncos win. This could be a game Texans lose. Taking the Texans here, though, I picked my upset already, and I'm going to take the favorites here. Uh, Detroit at Minnesota. We got David Blau starting for the Lions. Vikings coming off a terrible loss on Monday night. In Minnesota, though, any chance David Blau goes into Minnesota gets the upset? I will I will be the biggest David Blau guy if he can do this. He can pull this off. Divisional game, I think it's going to be closer than some people will probably predict. Because Detroit, I mean, it's a divisional game. Um but I have to, you have to pick the Vikings. You can't trust David Blau going into Minnesota against Mike Zimmer, um, who does great against rookie quarterbacks. So I'm going to go Minnesota, but if the Lions win this game, I will be the happiest man on earth. John? Yeah, I think the Vikings will win. Got a lot better roster. They're at home. Man, but, you know, David Blau, he's, he's had some upsets in his career. If I recall last year, he had a pretty big one. Yeah, wasn't that in college? Yeah, so I'm just—I was just throwing it out there. Career, like he's done something in the NFL. Yeah, he's. That's college. This is a different level, there, right? You know, he's—he likes to be the upset kind of guy, you know. Underdog. He likes to be the underdog type. But you know, who also had big wins in his career, college. Mason Rudolph. Where's he at now? Sitting behind Duck. Exactly. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings here. I think this is a pretty. Peyton Award winner in college, Duck. What was that award? I think it's like the award? FCS Heisman version. No, that's, uh, not, that's what they described uh, it as. All right, so okay. moving on here, take the Vikings. 49ers Saints, another great game. Could be sneakily the best game of the weekend here. Uh, 49ers in New Orleans. 49ers coming off a loss. Saints coming off a dominating win on Thanksgiving. They've had a couple more days to prepare than the 49ers. Uh, where we see that, I'm, I want the 49ers to lose. No, we're actually rooting for the 49ers in this game, aren't we? Yeah, this would be better for the... If the 49ers want to be better for the Packers. I'm taking the Saints, though. I think the Saints will win this game. I think the 49ers... Are, Saints have had a couple more days to prepare. Uh, 49ers... I'm not, I'm not sold on the 49ers yet. They're good, but I just don't think they're good enough to go into New Orleans and beat them. I'm taking the 49ers um, just because I want the 49ers to win, and it's big for the Packers. I think this is a push 50-50, so I'm just going to... Take the team I want to win. Uh, so 49ers. Johnny? What game are we on here? 49ers Saints. Ooh, it's a good. It's in. Where's it at? Sorry, I was in New Orleans. Phone. I was looking at something real quick. New Orleans. I'm going to take the Saints. I think the Saints at home. That's, That's a tough place to play. Um, see how Jimmy G does in the dome. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Saints. I think it's going to be a really good game, though. Definitely. What time's that game at? 
That's a that's a one o'clocker. So I mean, I don't. Both best games are being played on at one o'clock this this week again, which is stupid. Dolphins Jets, probably oh. worst game of the weekend. Uh, Trims of Jets guides in New York. Who are you taking here, Trim? Jets will murder him. Jets will murder him. Adam Gase is good at guys ready to play. I'm going to take the Jets as well. I think they're going to bounce back. I would be. They're going to be. They're going to be playing with the chip on their shoulders. Put it that way. I think they're pretty. I'm taking the Dolphins. Wow. I just don't think the Dolphins want to win that many games. So. Yeah, but I also think that it doesn't matter. Flores. I like Flores a lot. I'm a Flores guy now. Don't trust Adam Gase. Don't trust the Jets. I'm taking the Dolphins. See the Jets. This is a game that'll like look really good though. I'm taking the Dolphins because Gase sucks. I'm taking the Jets because Gase is a god. All right. Moving on here. Let's go Colts Buccaneers. It's a nice scrapper game here. Uh, Bruce Arians coming back to play. Well, it's in Tampa Bay, so I guess not. Um, Colts struggling. They've had problems with kicking with Adam Vinatieri. They've actually they picked up a kicker. They picked up the 49ers replacement kicker when Robbie Gold was hurt. That Caleb kid who missed this, the kick versus the uh, Seahawks. Um, so I'm not sure what they're planning on doing. They haven't released Van Terry. I don't know if they're going to keep two kickers. I'm not sure what their plan is. Uh, but at the end of the day, this relies on Jameis Winston, what type of Jameis Winston we're getting. Uh, I'm taking the Colts here. I think the Colts are going to come in and get a nice win. Uh, I, just, I think we'll have a bad Jameis Winston day. Colts. John? Colts. Colts all around That's the board. All, Colts. all right, let's go Jags and Chargers in Jacksonville. This is a Gardner Minshew starting game. This is, could be a game if Phil Rivers struggles early. We get to see Tyrod Taylor. Um, so Phil Rivers is on the hot seat right now, playing for his job, and you know they got to go to Jacksonville. I'm taking Jacksonville. I think I don't trust I don't trust Phil Rivers to be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna lose my job and I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna throw four touchdowns. I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm gonna roll with Gardner Minshew and I'm gonna take the Jags here. Chargers. I don't think uh, I don't think the Chargers are going to lose this much. I don't see the Chargers as like a 4-12, and 5-11 team. I see them more as a 6-10, 7-19. So I'm going to let I'm gonna have them string along a couple Ws here towards the end of the season. Uh, they're just too talented to be 4-12 and 12 or whatever. Derwin James is back, correct? Derwin James is back. That's huge for them. He, was, he made a huge difference on defense. He just makes plays, a lot of splash plays. I think the Chargers won as well. Definitely. They're too good to be, like you said, a 4-1 team. All right, let's go to our next game here. Pittsburgh at Arizona. Johnny, talk to us about this game here. So this game's going to be close, I think. It's going to be tough going out west Arizona. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Duck bounces back. You know, he was throwing, he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. So I'm just curious to see how things would go. Things don't go his way to start off. Look for them to start out very conservative, like they normally do. And we'll see how this game goes. I think uh, it's looking like Juju's not going to play. Uh, Tomlin said yesterday it's more likely James Conner would play over Juju. And it's looking like he's going to be out for a couple weeks, actually. he got He's at the point today where they said he can just run straight. He can't even cut right now. Mm-hmm. So that's not. So you're taking the Steelers, obviously. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers. I think it'll be close. Jaron? Um. Traveling west. I'll just pick the Steelers. Why not? I just not? think their defense at the end of the day is just yeah. really good. Kyler Murray right hasn't done a lot the last couple of weeks. Kyler. Actually, lately, though, I was watching on ESPN, they have not really been turning the ball over very much. So that's something Cardinals have the worst pass defense in the NFL, though. Do they really? Yeah. I did not know that. 
They have the they're the number thirty two ranked pass defense in the NFL. I'm just gonna take Steelers. Why not? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Steelers in this game too. All right, Chiefs Patriots going to Gillette. Last time the Chiefs went to Gillette, uh, didn't Tyreek Hill got beer spilled on him? He was all mad. Uh, so these teams don't like each other. Different Chiefs team than coming in than it was a couple years ago, though. I don't think the Chiefs are as good anymore as people. So they're still a very good team. They're going to be a playoff team. But they just don't have that spark that they had last year. And maybe that's because Pat Mahomes got hurt. You know, it sort of ruined their momentum. Coming off a big win, though. But, again, it's Bill Belichick. This Patriots offense has been struggling. And everybody says Patriots dynasty is looking like it's over. I still don't think so. I said that a couple years ago. I'm not picking against the Patriots again. Taking the Patriots in this game. Patriots, I don't pick against the Patriots, but I think the Chiefs are really good, and I think Travis is kind of underrating them a little bit uh, just because their record's a little bit you know, skewed because of Pat Mahomes' injury. Uh, so I'm taking the Patriots because I don't pick against the Patriots, but this is going to be a great game to watch. John? I'm taking the Patriots as well. I mean, I'm just not falling for that trap. Yeah, we're, all not, we're not going to fall for that, and we're not going to fall I for the – and then the second year, we're not going to fall for the other trap here in this other game. But this game, Titans at Oakland. Trim, Titans guy? Titans, I mean, all day. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's a franchise quarterback. John? I'm going to take the Raiders. They're going to bounce back. They've been playing really bad the past two weeks. I think Gruden's going to get them ready to play. Keep that same energy Tuesday. That's all I got to say. All right. I'm going to take Titans in this game. I'm going to keep them rolling here. And they won a couple straight. I think Derrick Henry goes off again. And I'm going to take the Titans in this game. All right, the, the second trap that you can fall into here, Seattle going to the Rams. Uh, I think Seattle is going to crush the Rams. I do not trust Jared Goff. I think he sucks. I think this Rams team has just been gassed the last couple of weeks. You know, they put so much into everything, and I think this team is just gassed right now. Big win last week. It's a bad team. Um, I'm taking Seattle here. I think Seattle's going to win big on Sunday Night Football. Don't Seattle. Fall. I just don't think the Rams are good, and it'll be important for the Packers just to get the Rams out of it. And so I'll take Seattle here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Seattle as well. I just think, you know, Russell Wilson, he's playing really well right now. And I don't know, I just, Seattle, that's really all I have to say. All right. Moving forward here, last game, just another boring primetime NFC East game we got to talk about. Giants are playing the Eagles. Eli Manning looks like he will be starting potentially his last game starting as a Giant, maybe possibly even in the NFL. Uh, he's going to get another opportunity here. Daniel Jones is hurt. Uh, who are you picking in this game, and what do you see Eli doing in this game? I'm picking the Eagles, and I don't see Eli doing anything. Uh, Eli's old. You can tell Eli doesn't have an arm anymore, and the Eagles need to win bad. So I'm picking the Eagles. Uh, would be kind of cool to see Eli just go off, though, and the Giants win. Um, but Eagles win. Yeah, Eagles need it more than the Giants do. And I think that's where this game comes down to. I can see Eli just putting up a very average performance. Yeah, I see that, too. I, I think the Eagles are going to win this game. They really need They're getting healthy, and they really need this win more than anything. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for the week. I don't think there's any other NFL storylines to talk about here. 
Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for our show today, guys. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, tuning in once again for our shows. We continue to build this and grow this. Shout out to these Home Cuts, number one sponsor, number one haircut place in Northeast Ohio. Check them out on his Instagram at these Home Cuts, Twitter. TNT Sports Talk 1-2. Check us out. Send us a follow. We'll follow right back. Send us a DM if you want to be a guest. Questions, comments, concerns. What you like, what you didn't like. Suggestions for improving the show. Whatever you want. Send us a DM on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 1-2. Instagram? Getting there. Getting there on the Instagram. Check that out. Uh, Follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on it. Five-star rating, review us, subscribe, episode every Tuesday, every Thursday. Uh, Yeah, but that's it for our show today. That's all I can really think about. Make sure you tune in on Tuesday. We're going to have a full breakdown of the Big Ten Championship and how the college football landscape. We're going to have a clearer picture on that, Um, as well as probably more baseball stuff. Off-season's hitting hot and heavy right now. A little bit of basketball, and definitely we'll review your weekend and our weekend in the great state of Wisconsin. We will be at the Packers game this weekend. Uh, so we will be bringing home a win, hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, but yeah, that's it for our show today. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Go Packers!